Welcome to today's edition of the Leader to Leader podcast. This is a special edition where we are dedicating our conversation to the teachings of Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. I have a special guest with me today. And by the way, I'm Susan Spears, the president and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber. I'm delighted to have with me today my teammate, uh, partner in crime um, and colleague here at the chamber, Carly Swaim Walker, who is a senior director for membership and community advancement at the chamber. Carly, welcome. Welcome, Susan. Happy uh, MLK Day. I yeah. hope you're uh, having a great day. Excited to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm delighted to finally get together with you on a podcast. We've been talking about doing it for a while. Um, Carly's been with us here at the chamber. I'm talking to you the week of MLK Day in 2022. And she's been with us almost a year. Uh, she joined our team last April. Uh, previously, she'd been the executive director for the Volunteer Center of the Triad in Greensboro, North Carolina, which is her hometown. Mm -hmm. um, she uprooted her whole life and came here to the Fredericksburg region. And we're still thrilled to have you here, Carly, on our team. And just a little bit of her background, um, she earned her MPA in nonprofit management from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro and her Bachelor's of Arts degree in Communication Studies and Sociology, also from UNCG. Now, there's a whole lot of other stuff that she did there in her community and um, throughout her life, but I'm going to leave it at those for just right now with this conversation. Is that okay? Sounds great. <laughs> okay. Well, again, thanks for thanks for being with me. Um, I asked Carly to join me on a conversation about Dr. King because one of the things that attracted me uh, to Carly when we were first talking about her potentially coming to join our team was I saw that through her work at the Volunteer Center, the Triad, uh, they actually did a lot of work around um, MLK Day. And so I thought we would spend some time talking about that and about Dr. King. Um, first, I want to just spend two seconds here, maybe three, um, about Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, so I looked it up just to see what, what's the first thing that comes up when you go online and look up Martin Luther King Jr.? So it basically just is, it's pretty brief. It says um, he was involved with, that's kind of cute, involved with, the civil rights movement from 1955 until his assassin, assassination in 1968 at the age of 39. It says that he advanced civil rights in the United States through nonviolence and civil disobedience. Uh, what does that mean? Uh, it meant the right to vote, desegregation, and broadly a lot of general rights. And so people may not realize, because time has passed, but that meant things like um, black folks being able to use the same water fountain that white people used. Um, where you got to sit in the movie theaters, on the bus, uh, restaurants you could be served in. I mean, every possible little daily things in life that you can think of were, were separated. It was, it was really kind of hard to believe that that was the case, but it was the case here in the United States. Um, he led the 1955 Montgomery bus boycott. It says that he, I like this part, he helped to organize the 1963 March on Washington. Um, that's where he delivered the I Have a Dream speech, probably the mo thing he's most well known for, um, on, you know, on an on a inspirational level, was giving that speech that day in, um, on the steps of the Lincoln Memorial. And he also won the Nobel Peace Prize on October 14th in 1964. And it says he won the 
Peace Prize for combating racial inequality through nonviolent resistance. Uh, the, the next thing, and I'll, I'll leave it at this, um, there are photos of President Lyndon B. Johnson signing the Civil Rights Act in 1964, and Dr. King is standing right there behind him. And that act prohibits discrimination on the basis of race, color, religion, sex, or national origin. Um, it prohibits discrimination in public accommodations and federally funded programs and strengthens the enforcement of voting rights and de the desegregation of schools. So that's a lot. Um, there's a whole lot right there, um, really, to just begin our, our conversation um, and just talk about those accomplishments and really things that, that are just, um, just, just incredible, really, that this, this one individual um, led a movement, really, um, that a lot of people were involved with, but his voice is the one that, that's really um, just so, so, so powerful. So, Carly, I, I've just shared what you, I've read online um, about Dr. King, but tell me about uh, your relationship with Dr. King. What does he mean to you? So, growing up in the South, um, it was very uh, well-known. Um, MLK Day and Black History Month were both um, very well known in our community and our school systems. Um, obviously, as a younger child, um, you knew that you had MLK Day off. So you knew after winter break, there was another day coming up that you had off school. But you weren't as familiar as to what the meaning behind that was until I got into um, probably middle school. And then that's when they started assigning us um, persons from uh, black history and each one of us would pick someone that was um, well known in the black history community um, activist um, athletes someone like that and um, I picked Dr. King because I enjoyed public speaking and I learned that he was an incredible public speaker and then it just went from there and I just became you know almost infatuated with him and his speeches and reading about him and his family and the movement and uh, later on in life we will fast forward to when I was the executive director of the uh, volunteer center of the triad uh, for nine years one of the things that we did was we celebrated Martin Luther King Day as a day of service so a lot of people don't know that it is the only national holiday that is also considered a national day of service and we would um host career fairs and nonprofit fairs and hands-on service projects and um, street cleanups and all kinds of things all in one day um, to really reach out to anyone from zero to 95 um, and let them know that this was a day for community. This was a day to engage with um, your community and live out the life and legacy of Dr. King because um, he talks about service as a part of really getting and bringing people together. And so from doing a report in middle school on Dr. Martin Luther King to my adulthood and hosting National Days of Service and continuing to educate myself about the movements that he was involved in, um, I would say that I am a true fan of his work and also um, continuing to learn. Well, thank you for sharing that. It's it's really interesting. Uh, we're about 15 years apart. Um, both of us are Caucasian mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and somewhat from the South. I'm Virginia. I'm from here, Fredericksburg right. region, and, and grew up here. Um, 
but in that span of differing time of 15 years, um, we had some similarities and some differences. Um, I, too, kind of learned about Dr. King around middle school, um, sixth grade. Uh, we were in one of our, I don't know what class it was, but in our, our, it may have been English, you know, it was in our textbook. They had the I Have a Dream speech. Mm-hmm. And that's, I, I remember reading it and thinking, um, what? what? What are they talking about? And and I, I know that um, people probably are, there might be somebody listening going, come on, girl, you didn't know. But, but really, um, back in the late 70s, when I was 1978 or 79 or so, when I was reading this for the first time, um, there wasn't an internet to get information. You know, you, you, you found out things the way you found them out. And up until that moment in, in public schools, um, it, it just hadn't been talked about. I'd heard of Dr. King. I'd, I'd, I'd heard of him, but I didn't know all of this. I didn't know that our country had had such a great uh, injustice. I had grown up with... Um, black friends and teachers and um, surrounded in, in, in complete um, diversity all around me and didn't know that, that all of this had happened. I was utterly appalled to start to learn about the movement at that time. And then to, it was hard to um, find a clip to hear his voice because it's one thing to read the words and then it's another thing to hear that incredible voice that, you right. know, that meant so much to you. I was in college um, in 1986 when um, it became a national holiday. Mm -hmm. So um, remember that being more of a fight. And I remember thinking, why? (laughs) Why is this anything to fight about? This should, everybody should be on board. Uh, You know, you're very idealistic at that age, (laughs) right? (laughs) But, um, you know, surely it came about. And it's so interesting now to hear you, you know, as it's come full circle to say, um, this is a day of service and so forth. Um, and, and just to see just some of the small differences in how the holiday um, in general is viewed by us. Um, for me, um, I agree with the service part. I've always, in my mind, though, it's, for me, it's always been more about making sure we remember his fight. And um, that's always been what mattered to me is that we recognize it and don't go backwards. And so um, this, the service part is, is beautiful, and I guess I, I need to embrace more of that along with um, my, my strong desire to say, uh, never forget that we had to, at one time, fight for these things here in our country. Right. Yeah, it's, uh, it's really interesting because uh, a quote of his, a lot of people like to talk about quotes, especially on MLK Day, mm-hmm. um, when really... You should embody that quote <laughs> and not just throw up a social media post um, on yeah. a particular day, but you should embody that quote um, throughout your life. But um, one that comes up for me is that everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And so that always resonated with me. And then when we started hosting National Days of Service, yeah. it really, truly resonated with me because, like I said, you can be zero to 95 and serve mm-hmm. in some capacity whether it's picking up the phone and calling your neighbor and asking them how they're doing or it's, you know, organizing a street cleanup or, you know, it's going out and educating others about race relations Mm -hmm. and all in between. And so I think the thing that was really interesting to me about that that resonated with me was the word anybody. Literally anybody can serve this community and live out the life and legacy of Dr. King by doing so. 
Yeah, that's a really good point, and I love that quote. Mm-hmm. Um, what what a great one to reference. Um, a, a few years back, before I actually worked at the chamber, I started a group called More, uh, the Multicultural Outreach Effort, and um, the goal was believe it or not, (laughs) to advance discussions around race relations. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of people weren't super interested in that, and some of us really, really were um, in in the Fredericksburg area. And um, we did some cool stuff, but among my my favorite thing, every year we hosted an MLK event. Um, Prior to the pandemic, it was still um, going on. Um, Others took it over after after, um, Moore was disbanded. But... Anyway, um, every year we would meet at James Monroe High School and we would get a combination of, um, we would ask students to speak and the students from all, all different schools all over the region and different ages uh, would be given a quote from Dr. King and they would read that and it was always quite powerful to see uh, young folks, you know, reading the quotes and then we'd get different community leaders um, to share um, his impact in different areas, and we generally um, get somebody to read a, a longer quote uh, from Dr. King, often a pastor, somebody who would emulate kind of his, you know, kind of his voice and make it very powerful. And there'd be uh, dance and song um, throughout. We always closed with "We Shall Overcome," and the whole place joined hands, and it was it was really spectacular. And I was really proud to do that for for more than ten years um, here. In, in our region and thought it was just really important every year to recognize um, and hear his words. Uh, when, we, when we started more, we decided we needed a quote to your point, Carly. And our quote, um, and my favorite, mo- my motto really is from Dr. King, our lives begin to end the day we become silent about things that matter. And I know you read that one a lot. It's, it's all over the place these days. Uh, but it it's so true. When you think of taking that step towards service, uh, what matters? What matters to you? You know, and that that's I think that's really what he embodies is saying this is something that matters and I'm going to make a difference, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And you you spoke about the age difference and how you were educated about Dr. King. Um, you know, I was thinking about it this year because um, I turned 40 this year and I was looking back and I realized or was reminded that he was 39 years old when he was assassinated. Mm -hmm. And I think about the life that I've lived to this, to get to 40 years and the life he lived to get to his 39. Wow. I mean, he was imprisoned or and put in jail 29 times. Um, That's almost as old as he was. Um, He, you know, was leading movements for, Someone, the night before he was assassinated, I mean, uh, garbage workers in Memphis, Tennessee. Um, He, uh, in my hometown of Greensboro, North Carolina, he came and helped lead the way for the sit-in movement after four A&T students sat at the Woolworth counter and um, refused to move. And, I mean, just thinking about all that he accomplished in his 39 years to allow us to host Days of Service to allow us to work together as a community. Um, it's just really incredible. I mean, it almost makes me emotional to think about it because um, all that has been done. And going back, to to the, um, the Voting Act um, in 1965, that was only 57 years ago. 
we all know someone that is older than 57 years old and that was affected by this and that some of our grandparents, you know, that uh, are, you know, black or African-American were not able to vote, um, you know, that we know that are currently living. And just to think about the impact of a man that was assassinated at the mere age of 39 is just truly incredible. And I think that we have to continue on with that legacy and all that he embodied um, and make it stronger and better and utilize our younger generation and their creativity to do um, great things with it for sure. Yes. Um, yes, yes, yes to everything <laughs> there. Uh, so powerful. So powerful. You know, um, putting that in perspective and thinking of, you know, being imprisoned 29 times. And then the other thing that, um, you know, I, I have this little book here in my hand that um, it's called The Words of Martin Luther King Jr. Uh, selected by Coretta Scott King, his his widow, his wife. Um, this This sits on my desk and I don't know when I bought this. I've had it forever, it seems, and has little quotes and things in it. But I was reading back through it, the front, uh, where, where Coretta talks. And throughout it, she shares the death threats and bombings and um, different different times that their lives, you know, not just, not just being in prison, but so many times his life was threatened before ultimately him losing his life. And having that just faith and courage, you know, is, is just, um, it's hard to imagine a human being that was that strong, mm-hmm. you know, and what that must have been like um, to be around him and to, to live like that. Yeah. Um, there's so much there to be inspired by, to say, um, this is what leadership means. Absolutely. Yeah, we talk about... Um, in our leadership Fredericksburg program and other programming that we do here at the chamber, we talk about advocacy and, um, you know, volunteering and leadership and all of that. And, you know, talking about Dr. King, that was what he was about. I mean, he was a true advocate for anti-violence, race relations, community service. I mean, you name it, the list goes on and on and on. And, just to think about the power behind one man. Um, but to think about, you know, what has he has accomplished with that dream. There's so much more to do, but there is a lot that has happened for the good. And, um, you know, people like you and I, Susan, that continue to try to embody some of those leadership traits and advocacy traits the best way we know how through our work at the chamber and our work in the community um, we only hope that others will continue on and become part of that charge too Um, I know there are a lot of people out there but there are a lot of people out there that are not as educated about it that need to be so they can continue on with those efforts as well and so that we can continue to be a holistic community that is fighting for change accessibility you know, and advocating for all people. Yeah, um, thanks for that, Carly. It's, it is it is true to just to say, you know, just to embody any any piece of him. Right. <laughs> right. Um, when I think of Dr. King, I just think of love. Uh, everything about him was pure love. He was 
so in love with the ideas, the ideals of his his dream, really, and of of everybody being equal, and and having equal access, and um, I think that's something we should all be able to agree about. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yesterday when I posted, um, I chose this quote: "The time is always right to do what is right," and I think that one's good for now. Uh, in, in our mind, if there's a day that we get frustrated by little things or, you know, we just aren't quite up to the, <laughs> to the goodness and the wholeness is to say, what is the right thing? What would Dr. King do? Right. You know, how, how would he react to this? And, um, and with, with kindness and love and um, fairness, you know, for all. Right. I go back to that quote I mentioned earlier about every, everybody can be great because anybody can serve. And when I think about Dr. King, I think about anybody and everybody. Um, you stated that love, and that's absolutely true. But I think about everybody out there that is anybody can really embody a piece of who Dr. King was and live a life that's going to allow us to come together and not be divided. And uh, that's how I like to see him and how I would like to see us moving forward as we, um, you know, face times that are not are not easy. There's nothing about right now that's easy. Um, and there's more division now than there maybe has been um, previously. But we have to continue to embody what that life and legacy was about and kindness and love and everybody and anybody. Yeah, there's a quote somewhere. I don't have. I, I probably do have it in front of me in this little <laughs> book, but I don't have. I don't have the page uh, marked. But um, he has a quote out there where basically um, Dr. King says, "If if you're having this uh, breakdown in communication, it's probably because you're not talking to each other. You know, if you if you've made a decision about somebody, you may may not have tried to reach out and talk." And I think that's one of the most important things we can do in, in today's world is to continue to try to um, reach across aisles, uh, reach across just any things that are barriers to communication and working together and say, I'll start, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll go first. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm going to listen. Tell, tell me what's on your mind. Right. You know, and because and, that's what happened here with, with Dr. King he spoke until he was heard. Yep. Had to have a lot of action, sadly. And that's the part that's really hard, you know, for, for us that didn't live it, it's just hard to imagine. Mm-hmm. But it, it's true, you know. Yeah. We've seen it. We know it's true. And um, those folks you're talking about, um, people in my life, um, Reverend Lawrence A. Davies, Marguerite B. Young, uh, they're, they're in their 90s now. And... Um, when we did these King events a few years ago, they were always there. Sometimes they spoke, and they they lived that life you talked about. Yeah, you know they would have been a little bit younger than Dr. King, mm-hmm. um, but his contemporaries. And when somebody, whenever folks like us hear somebody say, you know, folks should just get over it, because I, I don't know about you, but I've had that said to me mm-hmm. from my presence. I say, well, how how. Uh, how that that wasn't my journey my parents um didn't have to fight the same way right so i say our journey is is reach our hand out hold it listen understand 
and carry forward together. Absolutely. I mean, just that true sense of community and, like you said, reaching out. And, you know, Dr. King was the voice for so many that feared or couldn't um, for fear of being persecuted. And um, now we all have the freedom of speech and we have the ability to be that voice, whatever that voice is, whether it's, again, calling out, reaching out to your neighbor or hosting a podcast um, or, you know, whatever that is, whatever you have the capacity to do, be that voice for change and bringing people together. I think that's just, um, that's the important message um, for me. And that's how I've lived my life in um, the 39 years that I've been around and going back to the fact that he was assassinated at 39. So um, it's just really important to continue to talk about it, be about it, and uh, be that voice for uh, change in our communities. Well, thank you for that. Um, As we wind down our time together, is there anything else you'd like to add, Carly? I think just in this time, I mean, we've brought up a few of his quotes, but one that um, I think we can all resonate with right now because of all that's going on in the world is life's most persistent and urgent question is, what are you doing for others? I just encourage you all to ask yourself that today um, as you're listening to this podcast and um, really resonate on that and, um, you know, determine what are you doing for others and uh, continue to do more um, so that we can be great and anybody and everybody can serve. Thank you for having me today, Susan. I enjoyed this very much. Oh, thank you um, for coming down the hall and, uh, and, and joining me today on this special edition of the Leader to Leader podcast, uh, where we had a conversation about Dr. Martin Luther King and basically, you know, his impact. Absolutely. So I thank you for that. Um, I'm Susan Spears, President and CEO of the Fredericksburg Regional Chamber. And our guest today was Carly Swain Walker, the Senior Director for Membership and Community Advancement at the Chamber. If you have not already subscribed to the Chamber's We Are Business podcast, please go ahead and do so, and then you'll know when new episodes are available. While you're at it, if you could jump on over and give us a review so other listeners can find us easily, we would be so appreciative. Thank you again. See you next time.